0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to episode 367 of Podcateers, and the official start of year 7. As people are slowly making their way back to the parks, Mel and Andrew tell us what their plan is for their return. Wait times without Fastpass have been fairly decent, so do we really need Fastpass to return? Andrew tells us about a game that he played during the stay-at-home portion of last year and their latest Disney tie-in. Plus, we catch up on episode 3 of the Disney Plus original series, Loki. Remember that if you want to join the conversation, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Just search for PodKeteers. We'd love to hear from you, but we'd also love for you to join our growing community over on our Discord server. You can find an invite in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 367. Before we get this thing started though, I'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad our Podcast Fairy Godparents because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podketeers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for PodKeteers gear, additional content, and access to our monthly happy hour calls. For more information on how you can become part of the fgp squad family we invite you to check out podcuteers.com fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support so that's gonna wrap it for the intro if you're new to the podcast thank you so much for hanging out with us we appreciate you taking time out of your week we hope you like the podcast and we hope that you come back for more if you are a seasoned veteran and you've been listening for quite some time or maybe you've been with us from day one thank you so much for being a part of the podcuteers family we appreciate you and uh hey we're super excited to kick off year seven and we're happy that you're here with us to go along for the ride so That's it. It's time to get the podcast started. So here we go. Here is episode 367 of Podcateers. Would you believe that Hmm. I took... This bottle of purple sports drink out of the fridge and it was super nice and cold Mm -hmm. and it's been not more than about 10 minutes and it is now super warm.
2: That's
3: unfortunate. That's no
2: good. You need to get yourself one of those double wall insulated sports flasks. I do need to get myself
1: one of those. Uh yeah. yeah, I I figured I would get myself one of these because it's I'm not going to say which individual drink it is, but it does have power in the title, and I felt that if I drank it maybe <laughs> I would feel more powerful. Guess what? I didn't. She was a <laughs> very d- very
2: disappointed.
1: <laughs> I was Marketing. disappointed. And then I'm sitting here looking at my cup because it's a cool cup. You know, I've been
0: playing that around awesome. <laughs> playing around
1: with making stickers. And mm-hmm. uh, some of the FGP squad members had an opportunity to see some of that on the happy hour call this past weekend, which, by the way, super fun as always. Uh, I I missed seeing everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some people missing that normally show up. But, yeah, super fun. Sadly, we didn't get a chance to do it last month. But, hey, it's okay. We made up for it. And yeah. so, yeah, so I talked about all these stickers that I'm learning to make. And one, mad respect to everyone on Etsy and these shops that put these things together, right? Because it mm-hmm. is hard work. I thought, oh, yeah, no problem. Like ordering them is one thing, right? But mm-hmm. when you are making these things at home and you are crafting them to specifically be something special that connects with you and your audience. It's a lot of work. (laughs) And I there's a lot of trial and error. I know that eventually we're going to get to a point where, yeah, you know, we'll know how to make them and they're going to hold up to all of the elements, everything that goes on, including being on a planet that's going to get hit by a moon soon. Or maybe that's just Loki Mm -hmm. that we'll talk about later. Who knows? (laughs) But in this case, uh, I knew that there was a lot of designs that we had on the T-shirts, a lot of jokes that we've made on the podcast. And I just thought, you know what? It'd be cool to make a few stickers out of this and just send them out to members of the FGP squad. So I've been putting them on my cups to test Mm -hmm. them out. Because obviously they're not waterproof, right? They're water resistant. But if you wash them wrong or whatever the case is, they come apart. And that's what I'm trying to test out and figure out. And uh, I'm thankful that I've had uh, people like our, our friend Jill help me with it and you know, kind of mentor me through the process. And yeah, I'm lucky that we're getting a chance to do this because I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of these. By the way, Hot. speaking of the stickers, I made a sticker of the Hatbox Ghost. Oh my God. I used one of the photos that I took that I posted on Instagram. I didn't think it was going to look as good as it
0: did. It looks awesome. (laughs) I like Hattie as a sticker. Yeah, who wouldn't? (laughs) It's Hattie.
1: So I'll post the picture of this on the Instagram account. But yeah, I'm super excited about this. I didn't think it was going to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm just overly obsessed with the Hatbox Ghost and seeing them in sticker form was like, ah, you know. So maybe that's what it is. But who knows? Who knows?
0: Ah, it's just awesome.
1: Success. A little bit. Awesome. A little bit. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So far a success. I think that I love stickers, but I'm I'm the type of person that puts stickers on like, like my laptop, like my work laptop, small devices that I have, like the case of my phone or tablet sort of thing. But yeah, I know yeah, yeah. a lot of people that put them on hydro flasks and on their cups and on their bottles. And... I, I don't do that, and I, I never have, although I guess now I'm starting to put them on stuff to see how they react to, <laughs> you know, a cold drink being poured into the receptacle and stuff like that. But it's hard work, but I got to say, I'm actually having a lot of fun doing it.
0: Aw, that's cool.
1: Yeah. I didn't think I would, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's super <laughs> annoying when you're printing and all of a sudden things get caught and it ruins an entire sheet. And it's even worse when. Uh, never mind. I'm not even going to talk about it. The point is, <laughs> they're coming soon, and they're yeah. going to be sent
2: out to members of the FGP squad soon. So, yay! Make you want to get your hand on those stickers. Sign yeah, up, yeah, make magic in
3: sticker format. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> mm-hmm. Andrew.
2: You're going to v- want those stickers. I want those stickers. You well, know the stickers—they're going to have
3: to.
1: The stickers are actually only part one of what's coming for the FGP squad. <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs> Sign Sign up for FGP, people. Yeah, more on that
1: is going to be posted on on Patreon. But, yeah, the stickers are only part of a larger thing that's happening on Patreon. So if you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, make sure to head over to podcuteers.com slash FGP for more information. There you'll find a link to sign up. You'll find info on you know what it is, how it started. Some of our contributors are also listed on that page, but more importantly, signing up will give you access to happy hour calls, additional content on Patreon, the stickers, and then the surprise thing that's going to be mailed out very soon to everybody. So there you go. More info can be found at podcasters.com/fgp. Uh, I was thinking a lot about the FGP squad because. The day we are recording this episode is the seventh anniversary of the podcast. And, you know, it's been a long road. Seven years is a really long time. The podcast started off with three of us sitting down around a Yeti microphone talking about whatever we wanted, having a few drinks. And the podcast has really evolved over the last seven years you know there's been a lot of changes we've had a lot of cast changes and every time i think we've evolved into something better you know we've always leveled up this time around is no exception obviously we have a few things planned again the fgp squad got a glimpse of that over the weekend on the call uh we've dropped some hints in previous episodes as well but yeah the fgp squad played a huge role in just keeping the podcast afloat when there came a point where I wasn't certain if the podcast was going to continue. You know, I figured let's give this a shot. And if there are kind hearted listeners that feel that we deserve, you know, a little extra for what we're doing, let's see how it goes. And thankfully, it was those kind hearted listeners that helped keep the podcast afloat over the years. And You know, they've helped us grow and evolve. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everyone that's listened, whether you started this week or whether you've been with us from day one. We appreciate you and we appreciate the time that you're taking to just hang out with us, listen and talk a little Disney. And if you're, if you're ever at the point where you're like, what, how dare you? And you want to talk to us (laughs) about it. You want to join the conversation head on over to Discord. You know, we started a community over there, and it's small, but it's growing. And if you want an invite to join our community over on Discord, just head on over to the blog post for this episode, which is uh, podcasterscom slash 367. You'll see the invite for Discord there. On podcasters.com. main page you'll also find an invite for discord so again super huge thank you to all the members of the fgp squad for their continued support over the years thank you to all of you we appreciate you we love you all thank you so much for supporting our little
2: project because (laughs) it's fun you know we do it for fun and we love it yep does anybody else think that the discord logo looks like mickey mouse's pants Kind of (laughs) a little bit. I always look, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but I always think it looks like Mickey Mouse's pants, or as I like to call them, Mickey's knickers.
1: (laughs) Mickey's knickers,
2: yeah, (laughs) knickerbockers. That's
1: right. (laughs) Uh, so many changes coming to the parks. You are actually getting ready to head to the park very, very soon, Mel and Andrew looks yes. like yes. by the time that you are there, some new stuff is going to be opening. The Disneyland band is back. It looks like by the time you get there, it's almost going to be, I can't call it 100% Disneyland because it's not quite there yet. Right. right. But it's starting to look more and more like the park did prior to the closures, Uh, I think the parks are in the process of trying to hire back more cast members as they increase capacities and they open stuff up. What are your thoughts at this point? Because I I don't think that when you when you got your tickets or when you plan to go like we did, we didn't think many things were going to be open. We thought that there was still going to be much stricter rules. Uh, We thought that social distancing and everything was still going to be in place. But seemingly overnight, things have just completely changed. Uh, What are your thoughts? What are your plans? How do you plan on getting through the day now that crowds are going to be a lot more dense, times are going to increase? What's your plan of attack?
2: (laughs) It's going to be interesting for sure. It, It
0: will be. I don't think we ever have a plan though when we go. We would just do you know, go on whatever's available but this is different and I'm, you know, the question you're asking is like how do we attack this? I have no idea. <laughs> like, honestly, I think I, it's kind of like a lot at the same time that everything is happening. Like, whoa, I, okay, cool. We have options. The Disneyland fans going to be there. I still don't know if we'll have fireworks. We'll see. But um, I'm still kind of trying to figure out what to do, what we're going to do and whatnot.
2: Yeah, and we're going to be with a, a decent-sized group of people, so it's going to be interesting to see how how we all kind of decide what we need to do. If we're splitting up at some points, you know, yeah. hopefully we get a Rise of Resistance uh, fast pass at some point during the day, because I haven't been on. Um, and I know a couple other people in our group haven't been on, so that's going to be, that's my number one priority, is trying to do that. If I don't, if, you know, we don't get on it, it's not the end of the world, I'm still going to be in Disneyland. So, you know, I'll still hopefully get a ride Indiana Jones and the Honda Mansion and everything like that and get a churro <laughs> and I got to get I got to get that cup that Larry has, Yes. That New Orleans Square <laughs> cup. I have to get the New yeah. Orleans Square metal cup. I want yep. it so badly. Um but yeah, it's it's so weird to just think about okay, I had an annual pass for 10 years and I just went and did whatever and mm-hmm. now it's you go back and it's not the same. I have one day to to spend and it's I'm I've, I'm getting in the mindset of you know what Disneyland's still gonna be here in the future so I'll just make the best of my day with it just getting to see the people that I want to see you know hang out with friends in a you know in a place yeah. that is familiar and good Um and have fun you know just try to have fun and not worry about if I get on every ride that I wanted to or eat everything I wanted to, but you know, at least getting to be in Disneyland and be there with friends is gonna be, you know, just the good part of being. There. Yes,
0: yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that's a great point.
0: I'm gonna say like I don't think if a ride goes down, it's it's not gonna be bad. We'll make it up somehow. We'll go somewhere, probably hear the train and be like, we totally forgot. Let's go yeah. on the train or something.
2: Well, and I've been monitoring, <laughs> you know. I'll look on the Disneyland app here and uh-huh. there every once in a while. And if things, you know, we're, we still have, we have less than a week to go. So if things capacity-wise stay the same from now till then, we should still be pretty good on wait times. They're still sticking, you know, no fast passes still. So we're still sticking around mostly 45 minutes is the maximum, you know, kind of pushing it on, you know, Radiator Springs Racers a little more. Some the hot parts of the day, Splash Mountain gets a little more. Yeah. Space Mountain can get inflated, but most of the time, everything you know that seems to be the maximum. So I think we'll be okay. It's not the busiest I've we've ever been. Mm-mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we've done busy. <laughs> we've been we've been there busy. We've been there twenty four hour day. We've been there all kinds of different times. So yeah. so it it it'll be interesting to see with my own eyes what this whole thing is you know how different it is how weird it is Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah it is definitely one thing to hear the reports and see the posts that people are putting up on twitter and instagram and uh you know we see a lot of the videos Uh, i remember the first day uh we talked about it i think a week or two ago when uh, they had posted that disneyland was uh removing the limits or something all of a sudden everybody thought that you could just go to the park not realizing that you still needed a reservation and a ticket. And there was these insane lines on Harbor to get into the park. Now, the sad thing is that many of those people were turned away when they were told that they still needed a reservation and they still needed a ticket. Uh, But you can see how much people want to be there and the want that people have to, you know, go back to their happy place. Uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, Max Pass and Fast Pass uh, are, are great ways for the company to make money, right? But mm-hmm. for a while I thought having a fast pass when you can go scan your ticket or your or your AP on one of the kiosks, you got yourself a ticket It was great, right? Because you could just kind of go over to the attraction, and you were limited to one in a specific time frame, or until that one expired. And so, it was always, it was always this balancing act of the things that you wanted to do, right? So you got your park map, and you thought to yourself, okay. We're going to hit up Space Mountain. But before we do that, we're going to run to the Haunted Mansion. We're going to get ourselves a fast pass so that by the time we're done (laughs) with Space Mountain, we can jump on Haunted Mansion. Unless Pirates has a really low wait time, then we have a fast pass for Mansion. So we'll do Pirates and then we'll do Mansion. But if the wait time is low for Thunder, then we'll go to Big Thunder and then we'll do uh, Haunted Mansion. Right? So there was always these Mm -hmm. plans of action that you can put together. And that was one of my favorite things that I think kind of got lost as the Disneyland app became available and additional things became available, the digital version of FastPass, and then obviously when MaxPass became available, you didn't really have those limits that you had. And the more that fa- FastPass and Max Pass were pushed in the app, I have to admit, I thought it hurt the attractions more than they actually helped them along the way. I always felt that it made the wait times longer and it just made it slightly more impossible to get on the attractions that you wanted to. Uh, I don't know if that's something y'all have ever thought about, but am I alone in thinking this?
2: Not at all. These, no. There's 100% been. I'm pretty sure I saw this. It was some somebody did like their own study and uh, it could have been a bigger study. I don't remember, but I remember hearing these facts about how... Fast pass only increases overall wait time. If you have, like currently right now, no fast pass for anything. Um, Average wait time is down across the board. I mean, granted, we are in a um, unique situation, but if you took away fast pass, you, you would in general wait less overall through your day because everybody is waiting the same thing. You're not stopping a line and making, you know, Indiana Jones... You know, could be a twenty minute wait normally you know on an average day, but then you put fast pass in there, it jumps it up to forty minutes because you're stopping that line all the time every five minutes, another group of twenty people comes in mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely something that has been discussed and um I think it's noticed you know that especially they they'll add fast pass you know they're trying to add stuff to like like it's a small world. they did that recently. Before the pandemic, they were trying out max pass for it's a small world. And the line just jumped up like mm-hmm. 50, 60 minutes for it's a small world, and it's you know, wow. never that long on, on you know, a reg- a busy day. That's a people eater attraction. Yeah. And even like Haunted Mansion, with Haunted Mansion Holiday, it inflates those, you know, people want to go it, but the fast pass inflates that line to where it's an hour, an hour and a half sometimes for Haunted Mansion Holiday when they add the fast pass. So, yeah, it's definitely a thing that I've noticed for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: one thing to think about, too, is that um, if we were to have, you know, if we took away fast passes, it does take away the ratio. And I'm speaking just for myself. Like when I had worked at Soren, it was like a 20-80 ratio. So you only let 20% in and then that would be standby. And then the 80 would be the fast passes just to get them through because they had the fast passes. So mm-hmm. if you do get rid of them, I mean, if they don't have them anymore, of course, the time's going to go down dramatically because it's just 100 percent everyone.
1: Wow, that's so. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that that was the ratio of people. I thought it was much more balanced than that. That's that's Mm-mm. quite hefty on just the fast passes going through. Uh, I didn't know about the studies that you were talking about, Andrew, but now I'm glad that people smarter than I are actually looking into it (laughs) and hopefully will help Disney not necessarily remove Fast Pass because I think there is some merit to having it. I just think it needs to be more balanced, and it needs to be looked at with a more critical eye to see where the pitfalls of the program are and how you can improve upon what exists. Uh, But. If we get to a point where they do get rid of it altogether, like you said, I've been opening the Disneyland app every so often or watching people post the wait times as they scroll through the app. They've been pretty low compared to and and I mean pretty low for the increased capacity that's in the parks recently after June 15th, which looks like it's more than doubled in capacity. I, I can't vouch for that because I don't know exact numbers, but visually it looks like it's more than doubled at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys run into when you head to the park and then how that'll change when we go to the park next month. So uh, what are you most looking forward to doing? I know you said you, you're you eager to hang out with people you want to hang out with at Disneyland and everything, but you said Rise of the Resistance. Let's suppose that Rise – you know, I'm not even going to say that. I hope you get to Rise, rise of the Resistance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> number two, rise is number yes. one, and then number two is gotta be for me it's gotta be Indiana Jones. I gotta okay. see Sala, I gotta see Mario's big dumb face, I gotta see, you know, <laughs> all that fun stuff. So that's that's my number two.
0: I gotta see Mansion though.
2: Yeah, the yeah, upright mansion. Too. Yeah. yeah, the way Larry talked about it. It's so hard to pick. I want to see everything. So let's just let's just make it a plan to see everything because I want to see Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. They've done stuff there. I like yes. the Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain. Matterhorn's gonna be closed. The Jungle Cruise is gonna be closed when we're there. Um, you know, Roger Rabbit. I heard got a uh, lighting upgrade. I want to see the big sign that they put on the big building. Yeah. Um,
1: and if you're and lucky, you might see a crane. Oh, yeah, no.
2: Speaking of that, they knocked. They knocked, they knocked down the uh, Five and Diamond Toontown this week. That's something I forgot yeah. that happened this week. That In
0: daytime, too.
2: In Woo. daytime. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff I want to do. And, you know, there's a we have a park hopper. There's Avengers Campus. There's Radiator Springs Racers. I could list everything on the park if you want me to. It's all my priority. <laughs> okay, so. Even Winnie,
3: the,
1: <laughs> e- oh, wow. Winnie the Pooh. wow. Even Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Okay. Not Splash Mountain. Was I was not like expecting that, but okay. Okay. Now food wise, what is your plan for food because there's so many new food options, there's a bunch of stuff at Avengers campus. I mean, if you're there open to close. what are you thinking you're going to try out? What are you most looking forward to at this point?
0: Churro. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's um, I mean, you can't live on churros all want. day. <laughs>
1: Now, who you am know kidding? what? Yes, you I can. have. <laughs> you
2: know what you're talking about. It hurts my soul. The one day they didn't have churros. Is I'm when so I went sorry. Back. Oh, oh, no. Oh, it, hurts. <laughs> it was. You know, we're not starting our day at DCA, so I won't get to have my uh, favorite breakfast, which is the brioche French oh, toast at yeah. Flo's. It's if you ever need a sugar high in the beginning of the day. Uh, caramel brioche french toast is the way to go it's uh you know it's basically caramel sauce on cake with a banana (laughs) on top Uh, Mm, and that's pretty much what it is they call it breakfast but it's basically dessert um but yeah it's i'm food's the one thing that i'm still a little concerned about because i know they've been having all the issues with you know the wait times for food and the, on the app and everything, I think it's getting better. And especially since some stuff is opening back up, uh, hungry bear and other things in the park, plus stuff like Trader Sam's and Tangaroa Terrace and stuff in the hotels are opening up too. So it's just going to be kind of playing it by ear, see what's available when we're hungry or having yeah. to plan out like, okay, it's breakfast time. I got to order lunch now. <laughs> if we, if we have to order in the app,
1: yeah, I think that's the one thing that concerns me as well. Like, I feel like when we go, obviously, we're going to have to take a couple of granola bars and some trail mix. So oh, that yeah. If we get caught mm-hmm. in one of those, uh, all of a sudden, your meal has been delayed by six-hour type situations, <laughs> uh, you're going to need something in the meantime, right? And mm-hmm. it's not... I don't think it's as easy as it was before. Like one of the things that we used to do, especially when we had a bigger group was we would head off property to go eat somewhere. We would try to find a location that we all enjoyed. There's a couple of pizza places around in the area that we really enjoyed. And so we would go there, we would eat and then come back to the parks. But I think as restrictions have still been in effect and how the reservation system and everything works something like that I don't think is going to be as easy to accomplish as it used to be when you just had an annual pass so uh, I've been thinking a lot about what I feel I want to eat Uh, Mm -hmm. sadly the majority of the things I feel I want to eat are all in Avengers campus at this point and it's not where (laughs) we're going to be so that candy bar uh, man I keep I seeing bet. people post that and just like, ooh, talk mm-hmm. about sugar rush, but also the sugar crash that comes along with it later is mm-hmm. not something I'm looking forward to. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm. St- we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do about food and how we're going to handle that because, quite frankly, you got to eat, right? Mm-hmm. You do. No, but
2: <laughs> hey, who am I to argue <laughs> about a churro diet? You know what? As long as I don't have to pre-order on the app a chimichanga from one of the carts, I could get a chimichanga. Those are good. I think Disney, I think people don't realize how uh good the chimichangas are. At they least are. for me, they're, they're very good. So yeah. if yeah, if you haven't had a chimichanga at Disney, then go ahead and try one. They're pretty good. Fantastic. Turkey leg. Not I'm not a fan of a turkey <laughs> leg. I'm I'm on the anti turkey leg uh team over here, but the chimichanga 100%. Well, I guess you won't be part of the challenge then that's fine you can have my turkey (laughs) leg you can have both my dca and my disneyland turkey leg. oh no for science (laughs) i guess
1: (laughs) awesome uh well uh it's gonna be interesting to hear uh how things go i know you guys are gonna have a blast i'm looking forward to hearing everything about it next week Uh, i know mel has committed to bringing back some photos that we can post on the Pocketeers account. So I'm super excited about that, especially the Avengers Campus stuff, because it feels like Mm -hmm. uh, we're probably not going to be able to head in there for at least another couple of months. But, uh, you know, if I can live vicariously through all of you for a little bit until (laughs) I I can go. I'm trying to fix my mentality about going to the park, right? Because like Andrew said, the park's going to be there, right? And I think this was a conversation we had You know, ranging back to before the park was open, that even if you can't go opening day or you can't go like the opening month or two, the park is always going to be there. And I think as annual pass holders, there was a lot of things that we did that, you know, spoiled us to the experience of going to the parks because we could do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted, as far as when we went, how we went, what we rode, when we rode it, what we ate, when we ate, etc. And now you kind of can't do that. You know, so now I think we're on a more leveled playing field with uh, people that visit from out of town, people that are going on vacation for the very first time. And I, I, I hate to say it, and I know it might not be the most popular thing to say, especially for people that really miss their annual passes. But I kind of like it, you know, because if what we're getting are lower wait times and a more pleasurable experience overall where you don't feel like you spend the entire day in lines and you can actually hit up X amount of attractions and you get a chance to see a parade or some fireworks and you're not bumping into 17 people when you're standing there trying to see a show. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, the overall experience for you and for everyone around you is just going to be much more magical in general. So there's a part of me that hopes that some of what they're doing now remains in the park. I don't know how much of that is going to change when the new uh, program for the the replacement for the annual pass program gets introduced later this year. There's more and more talk of that coming soon. Uh, and it just keeps getting teased. I, I think um, Josh DeMorrow recently talked about it in another in another interview that he did maybe a week or so ago. But, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to, I think, what they're doing. It's just how do you scale that, you know, to get the, the people that they want in the park so that they can mm-hmm. make the money that they want but maintain the order that they have so far so that everyone gets a better experience overall because I think that's – That's one of the things that soured people to Disneyland in the last five or six years, right? That so many people were Mm -hmm. crowding the parks that they were like, screw that. I just don't want to go back. It was a horrible experience. You see people vlogging about it, blogging about it, posting on Instagram, posting on Twitter, horrible experiences. And a lot of it had to do with the overcrowding, you know. So if we're getting to a better place with that. Uh, I'm I'm glad that all of this is helping, but I hope that they find a way to properly scale it, and that all of a sudden they don't just say, "All right, you know what? Let's just go back to what we had," and then they let the reins loose again, and then we're back to where we were two years ago.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a good middle ground because, you know, uh, I have a feeling this is my weird theory. There, there's this bubble right now that everybody that's been pent up trying to go from every corner of the country every you know everybody that had annual passes they're all going and there's a big influx and i think that's probably going to sustain for probably the rest of the year if not longer but at some point the people that you know they saved their money from their annual pass and then they bought a day ticket or a couple day ticket to go they're that money's not going to be there anymore and so there'll be less and less people coming so there i i think because disneyland is such a locals park and it's known as a locals park more than walt disney world um that at some point they're going to need that membership program for super fans as they put it to to sustain themselves but i 100 percent agree that stuff needs to change because if those you know if the The rumors are true that there is over a million annual pass holders um, at one point. That's a lot. That's a lot of people Mm -hmm. trying to cram into Disneyland. So, um, yeah, but I know my uh, wallet will be happier if I have an annual pass than trying to go multiple times a year (laughs) buying tickets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think. We'll see what happens when it comes back. Yeah. It's a really difficult balance to strike because
1: when you think about the tiers that each of the passes had – you know, you had, you know, the SoCal resident pass, you had the flex pass, and then they incrementally, they added a little bit more, right? They added parking or they added more days to the calendar, which is really what was most appealing. And towards the end, there was the the pass that also gave you access the last two weeks of December for Christmas and New Year's, which, you know, was uh, an interesting split towards the end there. Uh, but How do you balance having people still make reservations to keep capacities at a certain place in the park while keeping happy all of the people that want to be able to go whenever they can? Because if you have a reservation system, you obviously can't do that, right? The idea Mm -hmm. of us dropping into the park whenever we wanted to doesn't seem like it's really ever going to be there. And I hope I'm wrong about that because it was one of the best things about being an annual pass holder. But that, I think, is going to be the key. Figuring that out, allowing the leeway for people to show up on a more sporadic basis than just making a reservation while maintaining that balance in the park. uh, That's the key to all of this. And again, I'm glad that people smarter than I are working on something like this because it's a difficult task that they're taking on. Keeping that amount of people happy is nobody's always ever going to be happy. Right. You're always going to have the naysayers to whatever you do, no matter what it is and how well it works for everybody. And there are going to be those that are much louder, you know, when it comes to their opinions on this. But I think overall, we just have to remember that. You know, we we, we don't we can't claim Disneyland as ours, right? Disneyland is a business, and we are guests as part of that experience. Uh, I think that sometimes we, we want to take ownership because we're there so much, and we feel that it's so much a part of us that we, you know, almost claim it as ours. And that's yeah, unfair to people that don't live locally, and it's unfair to uh, the people that don't get a chance to go as often as we got a chance to go. You know, so... Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring. Again, looking forward to hearing what you guys are going to bring as your experiences, and uh, curious to see if you're going to have that churro diet that day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm probably going to eat way more sugar than I'm used to oh, because of course. I just want to try everything. And I mean, I'm a, I eat a lot of sugar, but I think that this Disneyland day is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a long one. I'm waiting to see how sore I am the next day. That's the key. I, I gonna say. Yeah. I I don't have, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't have I'll, I should bring some ibuprofen to take it before, yep. in the middle of yep. the day, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yep.
3: <laughs> I agree with all that. I would say any advice I could give you guys from that May rollover to when I went to a little bit different time earlier mm-hmm. in June, bring something comfortable to walk in plan to pivot because you know back in the day i don't know like we all mentioned earlier hazen said without the fast pass system sometimes you walk up to a line and you're like oh man that doesn't look like 45 minutes so be ready to do what you used to do back in the day and be like well let's just cut this way to a different ride and that Mm -hmm. takes a lot of walking i think that's what ends up happening the key that you guys have that's hazen mentioned too is like that tourist effect you guys are annual pass holders you know you're legacy pass holders now so like you know which way to go. And that's the big thing. It's time, you know, and making sure you take your time and take lots of ibuprofen not- <laughs> and, <Yeah>. water, <laughs> and water, lots of water. Stay water, hydrated. Water, water, water. Right on. Uh, well,
1: I, I wanted to ask you about something that I had never heard of before, but you mentioned pirates earlier and it reminded me of it. Uh, what is Sea of
2: Thieves and this add-on you were talking about, Andrew? Yeah, uh, this game I started playing over the quarantine. Um, it's called Sea of Thieves. It's a pirate game, uh, online. Uh, you know, play with other you know people online kind of game. I'm not. I'm not a very big video game player, so I don't know all the terms. So uh, I'm sure people are gonna get mad at me and uh, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun pirate game. You can go around and shoot other pirate ships with cannons and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, they just partnered with uh, Disney to bring a Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a event um, to the game, and so it's a. Uh, Uh, Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones and uh, there's scenes from the the ride from what I've seen I haven't had a chance to jump on and play it yet but it looks fantastic and I'm really excited to play because uh, one of the game mechanics is uh, you can be on a mission you can be doing whatever and somebody can just come up and shoot you with the cannons and sink your ship you know a big old ship can sink your little tiny dinky ship uh, in two seconds and you lose all your treasure and you start the game over. Um, from what I understand, this Pirates of the Caribbean mission makes you like somewhat invisible or the players can't touch you when you're doing these missions. Um, so <laughs> it, it makes it a little uh, nicer to play. You don't have to worry about getting shot down and losing all your treasure um while you're doing that but yeah it's a fun game um it's it's a good online game to play with you know a co-op game to play with some friends it's um you know i like i used to really like playing games where i just like drive a car or drive a semi-truck or drive a train so it's kind of fun just to drive a boat around the ocean even if you're not doing anything. So that's kind of relaxing sometimes. I just get log on to the game and just uh, sail around and see if I would uh, get shot with a cannon. But yeah, that's like, it <laughs> that's seems fun. like a very cool expansion uh, to the game event. Uh, I'm not 100% sure everything about it, but I'm excited to log on and uh, give it a try and see if I can uh, find Jack Sparrow. That is fantastic.
1: Uh, I ended up looking up... Uh, some screenshots of the game themselves. And you're right. The scene of Jack Sparrow leaning back on the chair from the attraction uh, looks Mm -hmm. like it's in the, in the game itself. And I just thought that was super cool. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. What does the game cost? Is it, it it was, I think I paid around 40, $45 on steam. Um, I don't remember if that was on sale or not, but um, it wasn't a bad price. I felt, you know, or, uh, I, download, I have it on my computer and I believe it's available also on Xbox, possibly. Yeah. Um, uh, that's
3: where I found out about it. Actually, the E3 convention they had, they did mm-hmm. one of those this year uh, on June, mid June, and they did the trailer for the game. And what I thought what I liked about this version, I'm not a big game player anymore either, so I'm with you on this one, Andrew. But what caught me about this one, because it was Disney related, um, the trailer is jack sparrow the voicing of the characters because he even got mr gibbs davy jones it's their voices and a lot of times we play the games you get a hit or miss when it comes to the mm-hmm. voicing of the characters and that was a big change for me when i saw it because i was like okay that's pretty cool and they're telling a whole different story it's 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 same. you're going to see the same kind of ideas and trends from when i see seen characters i believe but the storyline, you're building it, like you mentioned, with your either your multiplayer or your single-player yourself going through the adventure with Jack Sparrow. And the mannerisms and stuff, when you watch the trailer, which is really cool because he really does do some of those like mannerisms you see from the movie and his voice. It just all comes back. It's like what I liked about it, It's like a new tale of Pirates of the Caribbean you could play through a game. And it is through the Xbox Game Pass. I know that just went... Microsoft or Xbox just allowed that on Safari browsers for iPhones. So that's a big deal for this game because now you can technically play from your iPhone with your friends Interesting. on this game. So,
1: Wait, what? Wow. So you can actually play this on a mobile device?
3: That's Well, I haven't seen if this one's going to be available, but they have said that a majority of the Xbox cloud gaming is now going to be available vers- via the iPhone and iPad. Most people are going to play in their iPad. That's what I'm assuming, but yeah, that's what, that's this is a part of that grouping. Interesting, that's fantastic. That's cool.
0: Yeah.
3: I didn't know that
2: Mr. Gibbs was going to be part of it. I didn't see that part. He's my favorite character in that. Uh, yeah, he's going to be. He's the...
3: a. I remember seeing a part of him in the the trailer where he kind of. I think they kind of talk about the sea turtle thing real quick in the, okay. in the trailer I saw. So uh, that that's pretty cool. I would I would advise anyone to look up the Sea of Thieves version online and then the pirates life i believe this is the one that's mm-hmm. going to be called uh, and then watch the trailer it's it's just really cool kind of brings you back to the pirates music and overall the pirates theme and it, it does get you a little hyped up about a new storyline because i guess they took some time to make sure the storyline was working with what disney would kind of prove of to being pirates mm-hmm. caribbean
0: so i'm reading on the website and just reading the how they brought up the story and what inspired them and hearing how the first time they've been on Pirates at Walt Disney World what's got in their head and what's stuck in their head that's the passion that mm-hmm. kind of got me to be like you know what I want to see this because yeah. if <laughs> someone has passion behind, behind anything and it's a Disney thing they're gonna put their heart and soul into this and I know it's gonna look good so I'm curious and and they mentioned that they were inspired by haunted mansion so yes i am sold
2: i <laughs> looks I, great i i, yeah, love I, it. I saw there, there are some like ghostly looking pirates and yeah. different things and i remember seeing like the dog with the key and you know the guys in the jail and the uh i believe uh red the pirate pirate red is going to be in there Really oh well she has her gun. Yeah, I saw a fo- I remember seeing a photo of that. So, it looks like they're pulling a lot from the attraction, less yeah. from the film. A little from the films, more from the attraction, which mm-hmm. is exciting because the attraction has a lot a lot more to give than they took from the film. You know, the film's kind of branched off on their own, but there's so much more that wasn't explored in the attraction, you know, that you know they had little vignettes in the film. The first one really and then kind of fell by the wayside. So there's yeah. a lot more to explore there, which is exciting. Yeah, that
1: it, it does look really, really interesting. Uh, this is certainly a game that I think I would want to play. Uh, I think what Larry was talking about earlier, though, is one of the most interesting things about this, if it does become part of uh, the ability to play on a mobile device. Uh, you know, over the, I, I'm not a huge gamer, but I know that over the last X amount of years, there's been a real push for online gaming, cloud gaming, right? And a lot of it has to do with the fact that people don't have uh, money to spend $2,000 on a gaming rig just to be able to play this one-off game that they might want to play. But if you sign up for a service like PlayStation Now, GeForce Now, Google Stadia, Project X Cloud, uh, Amazon is now in it with uh, Amazon Luna, You know, these services, you pay a set fee and then you can lease the game or pay a nominal fee, which, you know, paying a a smaller fee versus not getting that money at all from somebody that doesn't have the gaming rig to support what the game needs is a huge moneymaker for these companies. So. Uh, I'm excited to have this as part of one of those services because I think it opens up the opportunity for more people to play it. And if it's an online thing where you can play against other people, uh, it just makes it more fun. Uh, I don't know if you can team up and you can all go on the search for Jack Sparrow and what happens when who finds the rum and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> I think it sounds like a super fun like party game that's not... Like, yeah. I, like, we have a lot of fun doing the Jackbox games, right? Like, I don't think there's mm-hmm. ever yeah. a dull moment when we play the Jackbox games. Yeah. But you know. this is a whole <laughs> different type of adventure where you almost have to rely on each other to get other things done,
2: right? 100%. Yeah, the, you know, playing it, you, you have up to four players. And um, depending on the size of the, how many people that are in your group, that gives you the size of your ship. So, you know, two, one to two players is a small one. Then three is the next size up and four is the biggest one. And when you have the biggest one, man, it's everybody's doing something all the time. Somebody's steering, but then somebody has to, you know, there's three sets of sails. You have to adjust the, the anchor. You have to, it takes three people to, to bring up. Um, you know, you get shot with a cannon, somebody's just running water, you know, That's they have cool. a bucket, they have a bucket, <laughs> they have to, you know, get the water out, somebody has to, f- you know, fix the holes, it's it's a lot of work, that kind of game, but it's fun, and it's, you know, everybody kind of gets into their own job doing something, somebody's shooting the cannon, somebody's doing this, so it's, yeah, it's it's fun to play, so um, I'm excited to to jump into the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean one, I'll have to report back after uh, playing it a little bit sometime Please. in the future
1: looking forward to that and if you finally get a chance to see the black pearl and the dutchman please oh, screenshot and send dude. us those pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. i like, we'll all do. over that
2: <laughs> put them up on uh, discord or something yes
1: yes uh <laughs> we do have a gaming yeah, section a on the discord chat. channel so uh, yeah i'm sure mm-hmm. everybody will appreciate seeing them there oh and yeah, if anybody if played yeah if you've played it definitely join the conversation and let us know you can join us over on discord or you can leave a comment in the blog post for this episode you can also join us on instagram twitter or facebook just search for podcateers we'd love to know what your experience was like playing this game and if you felt that it delivered that pirates of the caribbean experience that you've gotten when you're on the attraction or maybe even just watching the films because from the screenshots i can tell you it looks like it delivers At least Mm -hmm. I'm crossing my fingers that that's the case. Yar. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Where's the rum? (laughs) Uh, So from one Disney property to another, let's hop over to Marvel. Because on Podcateers Wednesday uh, this last week, a new episode of Loki was released. And I have to tell you something. Uh, I don't know where he got this from. But I want to send a quick shout out to my brother, uh, one of the original hosts of the podcast. But he sent me... This this message about Loki and I wanted to read it. I hope he doesn't get angry that I'm sharing <laughs> this with you guys, but don't know where he got this. I don't know if he thought of this himself. But he said uh, he heard that we were talking about Loki being released on Podcasters Wednesday. And he knows. Yeah, I know it was tongue in cheek. I know it's like a, a fun little gag and everything. But he says, first, Loki is the god of mischief. So it only makes sense that he'd mess with the norm and have his show on Wednesday while all others are on a Friday. Now, here's the kicker. I think we've all noticed that in the MCU that Loki doesn't quite care for Odin and wants to rule Asgard. In Norse mythology, Wednesday comes from Woden Day, the day of Odin. So in theory, Loki has made Wednesdays about himself instead of Odin. (laughs) Thursday is also (laughs) Thor's day in Norse mythology. So Loki has put himself ahead of Thor. (laughs) I am mind blown right
0: now. Wow.
3: That's a deep... Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, he had me thinking about it for a while. And I think if Marvel came up with that story, it would have made sense. Because Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige and his team put so many details into the days of the week and all that stuff that I think it's a very plausible thing as to why it moved. However, I also know that Disney Plus is making a pull to release all shows on Wednesday and movies on Fridays to keep them consistent, to separate the two things so that people don't confuse one for another. And they know for a fact that movies are, are, are a Friday thing and shows are a Wednesday thing. Um, but, I mean, the fact that they chose Wednesdays to match up with our podcast, I mean, that was just a me and Kev thing. But, yeah,
2: that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that breakdown, I was like, When I read it. I mean, that's the right kind of thinking, though. I mean, you got to really look into all this stuff on Loki. You know, all these, all the little details. You have to look into them because if not, you're going to miss something. So that's the right kind of thinking. And I got to learn to think like that because, you know, I'm sure I'm missing all kinds of stuff on these shows.
1: Oh, I know for a fact I'm missing a bunch. Like the Marvel Universe is so robust with all these little hidden messages, with all these Easter eggs. And There's this huge legacy of stories that we're pulling from when it comes to how they are creating the things that we see in the MCU right now. You know, uh, I think it was last week we were speculating that the new character that we saw, and by the way, there's going to be some spoilers. So if you haven't seen episode three of Loki... Please stop listening right now. Unless you don't care, then keep listening. You know, who are we to say? (laughs) Or maybe you like to spoil it, and now you know exactly what to look out for when you watch episode three. Who are we to say? I like to spoil (laughs) stuff for myself. It's fun. But (laughs) there are spoilers coming, so you've been warned. Uh, So, yeah, so, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I think last week that I, for some reason, I was under the impression for a long time, and nobody told me otherwise, so I just kept thinking that a lot of what we were seeing was on Earth 616, when in reality, 616 is what the Marvel Comics is primarily based in. And every Earth that spawns out, you can think about it as one of these Nexus events or one of these timelines that we're seeing in Loki that they're all spawning into, and there's new storylines. The MCU that we're in or that, that we recognize from the beginning of Iron Man through uh, Endgame and WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That is Earth 1999. Nine, I believe. And what we're seeing, and we've seen this a lot, how they take liberties to change certain things. Uh, for instance, the story of Ant-Man wasn't what it turned out to be in the MCU. Right, There was a lot of li- yeah. liberties that they took with it. But The rationale that they're using is that because they're on a different earth or on a different timeline, it's just like it's happening for them. You know, this is what their Mm -hmm. reality is. And that's how they're getting away with all of these changes. Last week, we saw a new character. We thought it was going to be Lady Loki. Then, you know, we were talking and we thought it was going to be Enchantress. And so the character of Sylvie actually did exist on Earth-616. She is the Enchantress, and she battles, um, I think, Doctor Strange uh, in one of her biggest battles. Uh, I I think it's in the Defenders comics or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But uh, Sylvie the Enchantress actually does exist in 616. But what we're seeing here is a mixture of Sylvie, Enchantress, and Lady Loki for this TV series. And so they're taking mm-hmm. all of these characters and kind of mashing them all into <clears> one <throat> character to give us the story that they need to tell in order for the films to make sense later on. Uh, so now now that we've seen this character, first of all, what were your reactions to
2: episode three? Because it was kind of a crazy episode. So, you know, wow count is still at zero. Owen oh, <laughs> Wilson wasn't, wasn't in this episode at all. Mm -hmm. wow count is at zero um but yeah it was a very different feeling like the episode like its tone and everything was just very different than the other two episodes it was you know it was just the two of them pretty much for the whole episode together kind of doing this you know buddy thing uh and it was it was interesting to see all this different stuff i i really had to i i decided i was gonna look up a bunch of stuff so i knew what i was talking about and then I promptly forgot most of it. So, um, but yeah, it was it was interesting to see the tone of this episode be different because they're stuck on that that planet of whatever it was called. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was it was um, a fun ride for sure.
3: For yeah. me, I think what was interesting, what to get into Andrew's going is that when they got onto that ship or train. And then you find out a little bit more uh, about each of the characters. I think one of the really distinguishing parts for me was, uh, you know, the banter they had. Awesome. I, I just I think I love one of my favorite lines is like I consider myself more of an outside consultant. And then like when he tried to make these plans like Loki does, she was like she's different. She's like an enchantress. And he's just so Loki where he's like, how do you do that? How do you do that? And uh, they talk about magic uh, together. And then even leads into a conversation about love. Which, wow. That was really different. Something I never thought I'd hear like, Loki ever get kind of questioned about. Because that's not really his thing that they don't really dig into in the Marvel stories. So that was interesting. Did I think there's like a romance going on? I don't know about that. It just seemed like a weird place to be at. But to, it made sense. It needed to be there. But maybe there's more to it. And the big... Two big things for me. Uh, we found out something we talked about variants. All these people that are working in the TVA are mm-hmm. some type of variant. And secondly, I was blown away. I don't know about you guys. The last scene. Um, I don't. I don't remember seeing something so cinematic when the moon. They're talking about the crash at that point, and the camera angles they were using as it kind of like circled them as they were battling yeah. through the scene. Uh, I, I was just floored to be watching that on Disney plus, like this is like a movie action scene where it looks like something's circling them as they're going through each sequence. And it's just, dude, I don't know about you. When I watched it, I was just purely amazed, uh, psh, uh, just respecting of all the people that went into making that five minute sequence and thinking this is movie quality content on a Mm -hmm. show which is super cool and i was cool with that i was more mad that it ended because i was like what that's it (laughs) but it was so cool to be that to be the final scene that that action sequence
0: it it was really cool to see like that scene is just is beautiful the way that it was shot like i'm still tripping out at how they utilized possibly I love, I love seeing when there's little references from movies and we got one from Indy and I was like, yes, there was one. And it is, I mean, yes, it's already spoilers, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's where um, Loki is taking Sylvie onto the plane and he changes himself to a f- officer. And that's pretty much a reference to... Um, last crusade where mm-hmm. Indy is the officer and he's taking his dad to go onto the plane. And what's even more awesome is that everything takes place inside there, just like Indy. Hmm. And even to where they like busted out the door or the, the hole. Oh, yeah.
3: Flying out I the mean, window. Yep.
0: Yeah. To me, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. I, I love even it. I didn't pick that
2: one up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You're, yeah, it I mean
1: cool. all wonderful points. they're all fantastic. When you think about the people that are writing these stories, you know everybody kind of grew up with these influences and they're stuck in your mind and obviously, if you can pay homage to the things that you feel made you who you are and the thing that you're doing now, you insert them. So the fact that they have these little mm-hmm. Easter eggs, I think is just super, super fun the The planet that they were on, Andrew was lamentus one. and thank you. You know, it's funny because the more that I watch this uh, show, there there's several vibes that I get from it. One, I I really really dig the the scoring for this show and oh, just the sound yeah. design that they have for it because yeah. it feels mysterious. It sounds like a murder mystery. It sounds like you know. It sounds like you're going through time and although with the a celtic song, twist yeah with a celtic yeah, twist like it. to it but although the music is different and the sound design is slightly different it's reminding me a lot of doctor who in the way that they're telling the story <laughs> and this episode in particular the where they're on lamentus one really really strikes me like like a doctor who episode like with maybe the 10th or the 11th doctor And it's not just the accents, okay? It's the way that they structured the story, (laughs) I think, is what one of the better Doctor Who episodes has been in the past. And I'm really digging it. Uh, I love the way that they told this story. You guys are right. The, The ending scenes in this particular episode were just beautifully shot. And we don't see a lot of that in TV shows. This was definitely something that could just be directly adapted to a film, and you wouldn't know the difference as to what it was shot for. So it is absolutely yep. fantastic. Uh, so, uh, you know, we already said that there's spoilers, like Mel said, and <laughs> stuff, but uh, they're stuck on Lamentus 1, right? We see that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the arc that they were supposed to get on uh, to escape – the planet uh, has been hit by an asteroid and now they are stuck. So I started thinking once the show ended after I got over my initial uh, disappointment that that's where they left us, how are they going to get off this planet? And Mm -hmm. so, uh, I I mean, have, have any of you thought like what's going to happen? Because seemingly the way that they left it, this
2: is it, right? That's the end of the show. But they have to get off because they have several more episodes. Well, yeah, my here's my my theory um, that I just came up with right now. Um, uh, <laughs> I did. <really>. That's the <laughs> but best Anyway, theories. it came. Um, so we've already established that um, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius knows that, you know, Loki's idea of, OK, well, we're we're hiding in these uh apocalyptic events you know where everybody dies so he only has you know if the time dealio uh, <laughs> is only really taking them to where these apocalyptic things are happening they only have so many places to search um, and I don't know what like the tracking is on that I'm pretty sure they that they don't know or they would have just showed up right away but I have a feeling that they are going to be the TVA is going to be searching these events and they can just, you know, because it's time they can jump in, you know, it could take them 10 years in their own time, but they could eventually find them at the right time and get them back. Um, So I have a feeling some Mobius, Mobius, Mobius is going to show up and uh, snatch them out of there. That's, that's my uh, little theory that I've come up with. Okay. I, you Sounds know, I reasonable. want to agree with you.
1: I think that that's a very plausible solution to the problem that they are in right now. The other thing that I started thinking about was I don't know how they react obviously on this planet that they're on or if Sylvie has some at some point herself collected any and especially having now been to the TVA if she's collected any but Infinity Stones are still a thing. And oh, although they yeah. mean nothing in the TVA, theoretically, yeah. if you get your hands on a time stone or anything else that could possibly help you get out of there, you know, maybe she collected it or maybe he still had one in his pocket or... i about to uh, say, I don't key. remember... He may have one. Yeah, I don't remember he where the it. test rack is at it. this point. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, what if at one point... You know, Sylvie picked one up and she's like, oh, I just thought it looked pretty or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe she just wanted to collect it or something. That's you know, mil-
3: there's a million. I of did, these. Yeah,
2: I did read another theory when I was looking up. I don't remember where I read this, but when I was trying to do some research on all this stuff, because I don't know anything about anything. Um, somebody theorized that this could be one of the two of them enchanting the other one. Whoa, So they jumped through the portal or whatever, landed, and then one of them is enchanting the other. Uh, huh. More than likely, Loki is enchanting Sylvie. Um, one of the their theory was in uh, one of the main or uh, in the that last scene, you know, where everything's collapsing, right. Loki was able to stop a wall from falling on her. And we haven't really seen that kind of power from Loki he doesn't have his staff with the stone in it anymore. So he doesn't, he can't really do as much as he used to be able to do. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that, it could be, you know, and plus this was kind of, this episode was, you know, the, just the two of them, no, none of the other outside characters that it was kind of a different feel, kind of an eerier feel. The lighting was a little different. It kind of lends itself to being something like that.
1: I like that theory. I really, really like that theory. And it it would make sense, right? Because if they were on their way, as they were heading over to the train station, or no, I'm sorry, it was when they were already heading back to the Ark because they got thrown off of the train, that's when Sylvie begins to tell Loki, you know, she breaks down and she's like, this is how I enchant people. And so he was Mm kind of confused or he was acting like he didn't know how to do it. But I feel like Loki already knows how to do that. And... And you she, know he can manipulate asleep. people yeah well, there's she a couple of elite yeah. you're right yeah.
2: you're right cuz she she just she can do it with you know just a touch of the skin and i don't i'm not 100% sure on how loki you know does it and everything but but there's a couple points where they both came into contact with each other where it could have you know one of them could have enchanted the other so that that was an interesting theory that i read so th- who knows that might they not might not even be on uh lamentous one. They could be somewhere else if it happened even before they got there. Mm. Um, that'd be crazy. So, yeah, Probably. it's it's a uh, yeah. They could be on a completely different planet and they're enchanted and we just missed that first 5 minutes. So they, or they didn't show us the first 5 minutes. That, that is would be such a crue- great theory. theory. Yeah. I love it. So, thank you person on the internet uh <laughs> that did that. Wow. <laughs> well, uh I I really like that
1: theory. I hope I mean, there's so many ways that this can pan out. Uh, Obviously, you know, however they end up resolving this, you know, will play into the end of the series, and it'll lead into the next couple of films that we're waiting for. But uh, I don't think any way, I mean, even if the theories that we threw out, I think they all make sense. And I think any one of them could tell a story that could lead to the other films as well, especially just using Mm – Points that we've already heard in the last couple of episodes so i'm excited to see what happens uh this coming wednesday when we release the next episode of the podcast i mean when loki releases the next episode okay. and uh if you have any theories yourself about how you think this is going to pan out uh you know, join the conversation. Join us over on Discord or join us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd love to hear what your theories are. Uh, obviously because they've decided to release new episodes the day that this episode gets released, uh, we'll know by then because you know, the the episode will be available. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I I'm yeah. just curious to see how it all pans out.
2: And it's already half over. This season's already That's half crazy over. To think I,
1: know. I know. I know. I know. They feel like they go so fast. I love this mm-hmm. weekly schedule that they're doing. You know, when I was a kid, uh, you always had to wait one week to, to see where the cliffhangers led you. And it always, you know, you could go to school and talk about, you know, oh, did you see the episode? Oh, what do you think is going to happen next? And, there <laughs> were, you know, as you got older, there was the the cooler talk at work or whatever. And. You know, this, this is very reminiscent of it. I think we talked about this when WandaVision was first released, that having the weekly release schedule uh, is better in a sense because you can't just spoil the entire series for somebody who hasn't had an opportunity to binge it like other things get released in one sitting or in one photo that you posted with a, with a clickbait article title. You know, and having this, at least you're only spoiling one episode at a time. And if you're one of the people that doesn't like things spoiled, I think this format really lends itself to keeping a lot more people happy for a longer period of time. And the suspense builds, the talk builds. Did we see any updates from the Loki
2: at California Adventure this week? I didn't remember seeing any photos. I didn't see anything. Mm -mm. Um so I mean, it was a weird episode, and he had like he was mostly in the same costume because he just jumped through the thing. Besides when he was in the the officer uniform, so yeah. he was, he was pretty uniform. much wearing the the you know the same jacket and tie and everything. So until the end, where he lost like the jacket, right? Yet until he lost yeah. the jacket, but yeah, he was. <laughs> so maybe he's just wearing his his uh, little tie and uh, maybe strapey <laughs> shirt or whatever maybe. it was. All right. Well, I
1: think that's where where we are going to wrap up this episode. Uh, any final thoughts before we we wrap
2: this one? Can't wait to go to Disneyland. I'm excited. You'll hear. Uh, you know. Yeah. We'll we'll report back.
0: Yeah. How many chairs we
2: used? Yeah. How many churros we ate?
1: Awesome. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about that next week as well. So. All right, that's going to wrap it for this week. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye.
3: See ya. To all that come to this happy place, welcome.